recording. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 19 of Res Hockey. Am I talking? It sounds like I'm yelling. I think you're just announcing. I think you're happy to be here, though. I am happy to be here. Are you happy to be here, Bush? I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Right on. We're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to episode 19 of Res Hockey. I am Trev, and with me is, uh, what do I call you, Dennis? No, don't call me that. Hello, Dennis. Oh, no. You should Danny, edit. Danny. You call Danny, me Danny. Danny Major. Yeah, that works. Danny Lemieux. Yeah, that works as well. The, my hands of stone. Cement hands. Yeah. Cement okay. skate, cement feet. And cement. <laughs> I didn't just break my skates. I decimated them. I annihilated them. <laughs> you should have brought them back. Yeah, I know. Them away. Advertise gently used skates. Are those those are like um, arena lobby? Just throw them in like a Hall of Fame kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if anyone has a key at the rec center. You know, with like the minor hockey trophies and stuff like that. Oh yeah. They should put your skates oh, in there yeah. at the rec center. Lock them in there. Or a Kuwaitan, since they don't yeah. use those Kuwaitan trophy cases no more. You should yeah. put your skates in there. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do that next time. You should have asked, yeah. Because I'm sure uh, Lenzi, Ryan. Yeah, Lenzi Lenz. or uh, Ryan Fisher Lenz. would hook you up. Yeah. Okay, um, our guest for episode 19 is uh, from Flying Dusk First Nation, Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, Mr. John Morasti. Um, John is well known in the hockey world. Uh, you could just YouTube him, um, type in John Morassi, and you'll find tons and tons of fights. So, uh, yeah, John was uh, it was a good interview. Uh, Bush unfortunately wasn't uh, around. I was gonna say allowed, but were you allowed to come to that interview? <laughs> what were I you doing? I, were you were you working? I was working nights. Oh, yeah, nights. So I wasn't allowed. Yeah, I wasn't allowed. So I, I think work would have a little bit something to say if they found me on my phone or my laptop and the using company time doing a podcast. Or just uh, download, download the Zoom app. I do have it on my phone. You could have came on then, man. Why didn't you tell me? I'm telling you that now. Oh, okay. Maybe next time. Next time, just go on your phone since you sit around pretty much half of your shift. (laughs) You should try that. Yeah. So yeah, John came on. Yeah, was a good guest, and I had fun talking with him. He's a smart guy and very intelligent. He's uh, loves his hockey. Okay, because of the week, because of the week for episode nineteen is Jody Biederman from Moose Factory, Ontario. But I think Joe currently lives in. Timmins, Ontario, home of the Timmins Tornado, Steve Sullivan. Were you a big fan of Steve Sullivan when he played? Not really. No, I was. Of course you were. Yeah. He played for the... Oh, <coughs> he didn't play for the Oilers. He played for the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jody uh, messaged and said, uh, can I be because of the week? And I was like, yeah, man, for sure. So... I don't know. I was going to say congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to be because of the week, just shoot us a message on Facebook. 
and uh, we'll hook you up. So get on it and get to it. Shout outs. Do you have any shout outs? No, not today. Not this. Not today. Okay, I have a list. So uh, let's let's get to it. I see that. I want to give a shout out to um, the Heather Rawson. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, she gave a review on our Facebook page, and oh, I nice. just finally saw it. So she gave us a good review. So thanks, Heather, for that nice review. Yeah, that was my friend Heather Rawson and Paul Mackey. Yeah, yeah. shout okay. out to those guys. Oh, right, yeah. Hey, Paul. So thanks, guys. I'm going to give you a shout out, even though you were in your uh, Facebook page, profile pick you were wearing a vikings jersey oh heather, heather, <laughs> is that a shot that. that's a I shot forgot forgot to tell you guys uh trevor's hardcore packers fan yeah i'm a packers I, fan seven and, and one they're about as equal hardcore as vikings fan as you are oh, for the packers. Really? yeah they are yeah yeah oh they're three and four they lost a big game yesterday I'm, against the cowboys I so i don't think you have to remind them <laughs> Just a reminder. They're, they're probably aware of the score and who won, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks a lot for the review, Heather. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so that means everyone else, leave us a review, guys. Like, yeah. even if it's, like, on Apple or, like, Spotify or Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, just be nice. Give us a nice review. Just say, like, oh, great great uh podcast bush has a nice voice or whatever something like that yeah. something like that along those lines so okay another one i got is our uh one of our buddies larry counselor from international falls but from northwest bay um larry's been a fan of ours <laughs> since day one and he's a big supporter of our pa- podcast so thanks a lot larry hope all is well in the falls Okay, my next one is name Cardinal. Name uh, does the Indigenous rookie cards. Like, do you have them on Instagram? And yeah. Twitter? He has a lot of great cards. He does. Um, he's been helping me as well, finding guests, giving this idea. So he helps a lot with the show. So shout out the name. And uh, another one of his, is his buddy, Miles. Miles runs the hockey cart nostalgia on instagram and oh. he posts a lot of cool like old hockey cards and he gives information about it and it's really it's really neat i like i was a big hockey card collector back in like the 90s early yeah. 90s when, early 90s when it, when it just exploded yeah so he gives a lot of information and a lot of cool cards and like i i do want to start collecting again but there's so much cards out there mm. nowadays it's it was, it's just like how it was how, how it was in the 90s just yeah. a lot of different card companies a lot of uh special uh special what the hell am i looking for special sets so so shout out to uh, miles and name and i got one more victor howard he's uh from fond du lac Fond du Lac, saskatchewan way up there it's close to the border of northwest territory so He's been listening oh. to the show. So what's up, Victor? Thanks for the support. And that's it for shout outs. Okay. You have anyone else you can think of? Uh, not a fan, no. No? No. <laughs> Sounds like someone's talking to you. You're looking all around. Well, I'm trying <laughs> to be like intellectually serious here. 
What are you looking on your laptop? You, I can tell when you're freaking reading something else. <laughs> Nothing. No, I'm going to see if uh, anybody uh, commented on, on on any other podcast, but I can't find it. Just uh, just Heather's. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Go Pack Go. Oh. <laughs> I better not say that she'll take it off or she'll. Yeah. <laughs> One star review. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, talk about what's been happening in the Ooh. hockey world with the Chicago Blackhawks and Kyle Beach and the former assistant coach, Brad Eldridge. So Eldridge, what do you think uh, about that? I think uh, I think shit like that needs to be addressed ASAP. But to, see, here's the thing is my take on it. See, you wonder why uh, men go through the, uh, like a, a really really high uh suicide rate because we're we're taught to man up like like when shit like this happens who do who, who do men are we taking seriously yeah. as are we taken as serious or do we just get ridiculed by by our by the alpha males in the dressing room like so it just gets suppressed and who who who, who who's going to listen to us true I was watching the interview with Gary Bettman and the deputy commissioner. And they started talking about Jamie Kennedy. No, not Jamie Kennedy. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Sheldon Kennedy. Sheldon Kennedy, yeah. I just kind of fucking ruined it. Well, anyways, they asked if the league was going to work with Sheldon Kennedy because what with what happened with him when he played junior yeah. and Gary Bettman kind of gave us weird answers. Like, like, no, they won't work kind of work, work, work with him because of what happened with him. It didn't happen in the NHL. It's not, it's not fucked like, up. Like who cares? That, well, that's He's, Bettman's trying to hide somebody in something. Right. Yeah. Can, like oh. who cares where it happened? It happened. Yeah, and it you happened. played in your league. Yeah. It's kind of, I couldn't believe Gary Bittman said that. But like Joe, they said Joe Quinville didn't tell anyone because he didn't want to ruin the team chemistry because they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Isn't that like you had, where's your fucking conscience? Like, yeah. What would you do if that was your son? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, man, I, I can't believe those guys didn't tell no one and they yeah. kept it in in their See? hearts for that long and it, it, it's just like what happened with the residential school like no one was going to say anything until it was just a oops what did, did this really happen and then people like uh i i didn't know it happened maybe it did happen they're just they're caught they're going back on their answers like and and with that the fuck up thing is that no nuns or priests have ever come forward and said, yeah. yes, this is wrong. I did this. I did that. So <clears throat> it's pretty much along those lines. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I just feel for um, Kyle. Kyle beach though, because yeah. was he given a chance in Chicago because he's never, he was 11th overall pick and he never played one game in the show. Mm, yeah. Like, was he given that chance or did he, did he ruin that chance because of what happened? Like something must have happened. Why he never got a chance to play in the NHL, yeah. especially <clears> at a, <throat> being eleventh overall pick. He 
got to have talent, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's props to him to finally coming out and yeah. speaking That's up because strength. That's a warrior is. right there. Yeah. But he has the world behind him and supporting him. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. So I hope he gets finds his peace and I hope he he's able to get that help that he's that he always wanted. So mm-hmm. but yeah, like fuck the Blackhawks, man. Like and now they're taking thinking of taking off that Brad Aldrich's name off the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the owner of the Blackhawks, that was his formal uh, request to the National Hockey League. Joe Quinville resigned. Do you think Shevel Dayoff should resign from the Jets? I think he should, yeah. Yeah. Because you tell me not one person knew anything what was going on. If if they're uh, backtracking their what the word what they're saying now. Yeah, they're kind of like like those black aces that were on that Stanley <clears throat> Cup winning team. They said that players knew. Yeah. The team knew. So well, they're, they're and Jonathan Teves and Kane are still fucking denying it. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? On on there, on Jonathan Taze and and Kane, they probably weren't really allowed to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Allowed to hang out with the rest of the guys because they wanted yeah. to probably focus. So they probably brought to a different building altogether. I don't know. Maybe some something was innocent in that, and maybe they didn't really know. But still, like when you got twenty other guys, like uh, just there's like most of the puzzles out, but you just gotta figure out the little pieces to put everything yeah. together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's. I'm so, not defending Kane or Taze. What they're saying in the yeah, papers. It's sad <laughs> that that the hockey world's still like this old gentleman club, and yeah, you gotta be quiet <clears throat> and. You gotta don't, be quiet, or you don't play, or yeah, it's it's fucked up. It's but I don't know. It's, yeah. I can keep swearing and swearing, but that's not gonna help. And just no, just hope Kyle Beach gets his help and he gets better. So, mm-hmm. and if something happens, you guys, you know that something's fucked up and it's not right. Talk to someone. Tell, tell someone. Tell someone's parent. Just fucking speak up. You could save a life. Yes, exactly. Because really? that there's a fa- like a fact that there's over two thousand men a minute in this world that commit suicide because yeah. of mental health. So, be a friend, be a good family member, and speak up and help someone if they need help. So, like, even on our Facebook page, if you want someone to message and you need someone to talk to, you shoot us a message on our Facebook yeah. p- post and on our page and we'll answer you. We'll talk to you and we'll try to help you. So mm-hmm. you're not alone, on the show. Guys. Yeah. So we're here to help you because we don't want to see no one, no one make any mistakes or prejudgment calls. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's how I feel. Just shoot us a message. We're here and we'll, we'll talk to you if you need help and we'll yeah. try to do our best to help you. So, so Yeah. It's it's hard to talk about, and it, it is. and it takes a lot out of you because it's just it pisses me off, and I know it's it's a hard thing to talk about though, but we have to talk about it. Otherwise, no one it just gets swept under, and no one says nothing for how many years, and yeah, it just goes away. But we keep talking about it. We'll keep raising awareness, and like 
something happened. Like someone's, someone's got to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our, that. that's, that's my two cents on that. Uh, subject. Yeah. yeah. Same here. So, uh, how's your skates? How's your new rockets? <laughs> my two, ro- my, my two new rockets. They're, uh, they're comfortable now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you haven't skated since we got back. eh? No. Hmm. So. When, when do you guys skate next for your old timers? Uh, we were skate last night. So I'm just going to check the schedule and we might skate this coming weekend. I don't, I don't know for sure when though. Do you work I tomorrow? Schedule. Do I work tomorrow? Yeah. What's tomorrow? Tuesday. Tuesday. No, I don't think so. No, you want to go to TNC? Maybe not. <laughs> you just don't feel like skating. I just well, no. You might if you ask me tomorrow, I might say yes or no. I get a definite answer, but right now I'm just gassed. I, I went to, skating I to anything. <laughs> last Tuesday, and we played the Hawks. And the oh, Hawks wow. and the old timers in our old timers league is a, one of the better teams. So it was a good skate. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> we uh, we beat them though eight eight one, or was nice. it seven one? Yeah. Oh. It was hard to put my foot in my skate again because my foot still hurts. Like I could walk on it, but if I bang it on something, Oy. or someone bangs into it, it starts hurting. So I don't know. Maybe I should go check get it checked out. <laughs> what did Paul <laughs> say to you? Yeah, she said that. Maybe you should get it checked out, Trevor. (laughs) So uh, Bush told me how much his skates cost in Canadian. Then I searched it up on Hockey Pro Life, and it was pretty much the same price. Yeah. I think you just paid the difference. It was like a $70 difference in, like, the the currency. Yeah. So you got nice uh, bar three S gates. Yeah, so they're gonna last me for another uh, ten years or so. Cheap guy. <laughs> he, and when he messaged me about that, he just sounded <laughs> all pissed off. <laughs> okay, well maybe maybe I get a new pair in about five years. You should get some like custom made bower skates. Custom, yeah, I should. Eh? We we know a bower guy. Well, uh, sh- you should ask him hook me up with your bower rep. Okay. Hashtag Team Bauer. <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, head yeah. over to our interview with Mr. <clears throat> John Morasti. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Res Hockey. We are here today with uh, Mr. John Morasti. How's it going, John? Too bad. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for uh, coming on the show on short notice. I was glad we're, uh, we were able to work things out. Yeah, it's been trying to connect a few times. So <laughs> both both busy schedules and lots of travel. So Third time's a charm. Okay, um, let's get started. I just uh, wanted to know who were some of the players that you looked up to growing up? Um, say like Bantam Midget. Um, does was there anyone specifically that you wanted to play like or anything like that? Oh, definitely. You know, growing up as a younger kid, you know, I, you know, I wasn't into the fighting part of the game yet, so I always, you know, looked up to obviously guys like Wayne Gretzky. You know, he always he's actually the name of you know the name of hockey. So 
obviously as a young kid, it was always a guy like Gretzky. But as I got older and, and realized that I wasn't going to be no Wayne Gretzky, you know, I started looking up guys like Wendell Clark was a big guy, like, you know, um, there's, there's tons of guys, you know, and then obviously as I developed into the type of player that I was, um, you know, I started looking up to the, some of the native guys like Chris Simon and Gino Ojek and, you know, Stanley McCarthy and all those guys. Cause you know, me being first nations as well, you know, it kind of gave me hope and, and wanted me to chase that dream. So, you know, it was pretty kind of, kind of a neat thing to be able to play against Chris Simon, you know, over in, in Russia and, and actually become friends with him. So, you know, he was a guy that I looked up to quite a bit, probably the most of all the, the first nation guys was Chris Simon. Um, you know, but obviously there's a lot of guys out there that you look up to, you want to play like, and, uh, you know, um, but yeah, you know, just wanted to, I guess those native graduate kind of guys that paved the way for me. And I tried to do the same for the other guys that are coming up in the, in the sport now. You were able and fortunate enough to play with a lot, with a lot of good teams and a lot of good players. Uh, who were some of your favorite players that you played with? Like some guys that were just comical on and off the ice and just want like, guys that you considered brothers oh the list goes on and on you know i i have a lot of good friends in hockey and uh you know i played with a lot of really good talent too you know guys like uh you know nikita nikita and then there was uh derek brassard um nikita sorry there's nikita filatov um but there were so many good guys that went on and, and played at the higher levels and, and, and became almost all-stars you know i know derek brassard was named an all-star a few years in a row and and uh, so, yeah, there were so many guys, as far as guys that had good sense of humor in that, you know, one guy that comes to mind was Zenit Kanopka. Uh, he was actually a captain that year, but just a, a golden guy, you know, led by example. But, uh, you know, when you weren't at the rink, it was it was more of a party and have fun. And uh, so, yeah, you know, all these guys I, I still keep in touch with and, and we, we've built relationships, you know, probably lifelong relationships. And so it's, it's really nice to stay in touch. They're, you know, a family away from family. You were known to toss a few uh, knuckles back in the day. Who was uh, the best fighter that you uh, that you fought? Oh man, that's that's a pretty hard one. You know, <laughs> I I, I kind of give respect to anybody that drops the gloves. It's not as it's not easy. It's it's tough. You know, the toughest part of the game is actually leading up to the fights and the stress you go through. But um, you know, guys like Steve McIntyre, you know, Derek Bugard. Steve Bossy was a tough guy, you know, there, um, Jeremy Oblonsky, you know, so many tough guys out there that, that did a really tough job. And, uh, you know, you, you know, when you were fighting those guys that night that, you know, you, you could get put your lights put out. So you're always, you know, like I said before, it was, it's really stressful, but you know, those guys are all guys that I, I would mention, but there, there were so many guys out there that were tough. You know, it's, it's hard to, you know, mention a few when there was quite a, you know, there was, I could name probably 20 to 30 guys. So, but, you know, guys that come to mind, guys like Steve McIntyre, you know, as tough as nails, Jeremy Oblonsky, you know, Trevor Gillies, Derek Bugard. Yeah, too many to name. You played a few seasons in Russia in the KHL. How was that experience like? That, that was an unbelievable experience. So I could tell you stories all night and half of you probably <laughs> wouldn't even believe me. But, uh, you know, I, you know when, we're, when we're having beers with the boys on the fire, we were, some stories would always come out and they just shake their head and go, wow. But um, being in Russia was awesome. You know, I was treated like gold. You know, you hear a lot of negative stories about not getting paid and, and all yeah. of that. But every experience that I had in Russia was awesome. You know, I was paid more money than I was signed for. <laughs> you know, I, uh, they, they were really inspired by First Nation people over there, you know. Um, it's too bad I didn't do what I do now back then because 
you know, that guys wanted us to, to send dancers over there and, you know, just mm-hmm. our whole culture as a whole, they, they were so intrigued by us and had nothing but good things to say. So, uh, yeah, being in Russia was an awesome experience. Uh, you know, it's an, it's an education in itself being there and, and, and living in a completely different world. You know, you know, when I went there, I didn't speak a word of Russian and it's kind of embarrassing, but I think I speak more Russian than I do my, my own uh, native language of Cree, you know? So, um, but when you're there, like I said, it's, it's a different world. So you have to learn and, if you don't learn to speak English or Russian there, you're not going to, you're not going to last very long. After, was that before Russia or Russia that you played for uh, Danbury? Oh, that was way before. When I played way for Danbury, that was like, that was like my second year. This was my second year pro. So I was, uh, a, I was just a young, I think 21 year old kid when I was in Danbury, but that's a, that's a whole nother story in itself <laughs> there too. Yeah. I, Netflix came out with a documentary with that organization. Um, how was it playing there? Was it uh, just like exactly how that documentary sh- uh, showed how that team was? I don't even think the documentary justice. Um, you know, it was it was a wild time. I didn't spend a lot of my 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 time there. I mean, I was obviously it was the year of the NHL lockout. So uh, once the NHL began back up, I ended up going to the Amer- American Hockey League and stuff. So, um, but yeah, the, the 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 show doesn't do its justice. I mean, it was. It was a full out. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Sopranos, but it was basically like the Sopranos, you know, um, you know, we'd be going to, to, to parties in New York city and, and the owner would come in and say, who are you bringing? And I mean, there was no cost to us. Right. But we'd be going easily a thousand bucks a person. And, you know, there was guys bringing strippers and you name it, they were bringing just any random girls that were coming and, and the owner didn't care. Right. He just, he threw money around, you know, you have a good win or a good fight and you'd walk in and throw 10 grand on the table and say, have fun tonight, boys. And so it was a, it was a wild experience and, you know, all the negative stuff said about Jimmy and, and not necessarily AJ, but Jimmy, he was actually a really nice man. You know, he went out of his way and did a lot of good things in the community and, you know, treated my kid, my, my son at the time, like gold and, you know, helped whenever he could and was really generous. So uh, I know he has got some, some bad, some bad things behind his name, but he's also a really nice man. What do you think about the NHL and a lot of the pro and junior leagues trying to eliminate fighting in the game? I hate it. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't even really watch hockey anymore because, you know, I, I watch it and it's just not intense anymore. You know, there's no passion. You know, you'll see a team losing six, nothing. And back then when I played and we were losing six, nothing, or, you know, even if we were winning six, nothing, we knew, we knew there was going to be a showdown or, you know, some, some kind of to let you know that, Hey, we're, we're going to come back tough. So I, I don't really find it interesting anymore. And it, it actually bothers me. I think you're going to get a lot more of the, the players, you know, the dirty players that aren't really tough guys, but they're dirty and you know, chippy and dirty hits and elbows and take your knees out. I, I find you're seeing a lot more of that, you know, because yeah. they know back then if someone ran my all-star player, they damn well know the next shift that I'm going to go out there and be taking care of business. Right. So I think guys are not so scared and, you know, the only thing they do is get a little fine or, or a couple game penalty, you know, suspension. So it's just not, it's not the same, you know, it was always nice to know when there was a heavyweight on the ice, you know, even as a, as a spectator watching hockey and, you know, you see uh Ty Domi step on the ice, you know, that there's some fireworks are going to, he's either going to yeah. try to throw a big hit or, you know, he's going to maybe fight or he's going to, you know, he's going to do whatever it takes. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an element of the game. That's really, missing I think and and uh I mean you're seeing a little bit more fights now and you know I know people weren't 
all for the staged fights or the, but at the end of the day, as a true hockey player, and you ask any really good hockey player that played at that level, they know that fighting belongs in the game. And, uh, you know, look at Wayne Gretzky, you know, he always had Marty McSorley follow him wherever he went, you know, and, you know, it's like that everywhere you, 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 you almost a, a big brother or a bodyguard, you know, and, and I'll be honest, most of the tough guys that I've ever played with or against, we're always like the most well-respected men in the community. They're always giving back and, you know, working with youth and, and just, you know, doing a lot of donations and, and, and really active with outside of the, of the rink. So, um, yeah, the game's changed definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of skill, you know, a lot of speed, but I just, I don't find the intensity there no more of the passion. You played a, a few years in Syracuse, New York. How was that playing? Um, like Syracuse is like a pretty well-known, has a great history of hockey. How was it playing there? Syracuse was awesome. It was actually more than a couple years. I was there for almost six years. Um, that was kind of the majority of my pro career was Syracuse. So I consider that kind of my home away from home. Um, to this day, I still have tons of friends and fans there that I keep in touch with. And I actually go back there about once a year to visit. I have a, a gentleman there, kind of one of my best friends is like a dad to me. You know, I go visit him all the time. And I mean, the city was just great. The organization, you know, the owner, the, the general manager, they all treated me like gold. And, you know, to this day, I can call up and say, hey, I need a jersey and I'll have it in the mail the next day. And, you know, vice versa, you know, I still fly there and, and I'll do public appearances and, you know, so they, they treated me really good. And to this day, treat me really well. Um, owner's a first class guy and city was awesome. You know, I'd go out in the city and, and it was, it was so well respected there. And, and, uh, you know, it was nice because there were some, there were some pretty big reservations in that area. So I got to experience, you know, life in the States on the reservation was kind of neat to go out and, and, and see the way they do it politically and stuff. It's, it's completely different. You know, a good story was I was in Syracuse my first year. I was there for a few months and I knew there was a, reserve just down the highway and you know i, I was kind of getting lonely and homesick and it would be nice to go see some other some other nietzsche's like i guess you could say <laughs> yeah. and uh so i remember i ended up meeting these people they were fans of mine they were always inviting me to go to the res and i said okay right on i'm gonna come so i went out there and i was asking everyone you know can i get some bannock you know like my my, my cook comes bannock here yeah. in, in canada and and they're like they looked at me like well bannock and i said well you know it's like indian bread you know and they said, oh, okay. And, and I remember, so they made me some bannock, they thought it was, but it was like pita bread. It was just a little <laughs> tiny, thin, thin piece of bread. So I remember that was the way disappointed in get it there. Uh, let's talk about uh, res attorneys. Do you uh, play, well, before uh, this pandemic, did you play in any uh, res attorneys out west? Oh yeah. I played in a few, you know, it, it's harder the older you get. And I have a son that's, you know, at that age where he can be playing in those tourneys now. So I've played in a few. It's just hard for me because I'm, I'm, I got that really competitive spirit in me and, and I don't want to get mean or, or, or do something bad to, to somebody that's, you know, not, not at my level. So, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I, I love going to them. There's a lot of good hockey players that go to those tournaments, you know, and, you know, I know that that Freddie Sasakamus has picked up a lot of heat in the, in the last year or two. And, and uh, yeah, so, you know, it's always fun to go. And, and a lot of those guys I played with when I was in, you know, Adam and Wee and Batham. And so it's nice to be able to play with them, you know, same thing coming home and, and playing senior hockey here. You know, I, I get to go and, and play in front of my friends and family that never watched me play because I always played so far away. And, yeah. and you know, and especially my kids, you know, so my little girls weren't even really born when I was playing pro. So for me, you know, they don't know what I actually did as a career. 
And then, you know, I think the best feeling is this year, I'm actually going to play with my son who's 18 now. So I, I wasn't going to play this year, but I said, if Tristan plays, I'll play. So uh, I'll be playing on the line with my boy. I'll nice. either have to protect me or I'll protect him. <laughs> that's that's yeah. awesome. You have a love yeah, for horses. Oh, sorry. You have a love for of horses. How has that helped you off the ice? Oh, I've had a horse since I've been born. You know, I, I've, I've, I think it helped me, you know, off the ice as a person, you know, it's, uh, it's a, a lot of, uh, responsibility, you know, it's, it's, it's like having kids, you know, you have to go out there, whether it's minus 50 or, or plus 30, you know, you got to go feed your horses and water them and, and make things are good. If there's injuries, you got to tend to them. And, you know, just to be out there and communicate with them, is kind of a passion of mine. Um, you know, even at this time I started a quine program. So I work with a lot of the at-risk, uh, youth from the first nations and even in the town of Meadow Lake. And, you know, we go out there and, and, and work with horses and, you know, feed them and tend to them and saddle them and break them. And, and it's a good way to get to some of the kids too. So, uh, horses are a part of my life and I think they always will be. And, and now my little daughter, Ava is, is taking over and, and she's a, in a barrel racing now. And, and so she's a little horsewoman. So. She kind of deals the horse business now. What advice would you give to a young First Nation Métis or Inuit youth that uh, wants to play junior hockey or make it to that next level of hockey? I'd say go. You know, that's that's number one is, is actually go. But, uh, you know, I, even, even while I played, I always was trying to hook up a lot of – even when I was this young guy playing pro – I would always try to promote our First Nation players to go play in the States or play junior. To this day, I'm still hooking up kids left and right to go play on junior teams. But I think that a lot of the kids, and it's not just the First Nation kids, they don't realize what it takes to get there, right? You know, my son being one of them, you know, kids got all the talent in the world, but doesn't want to even work, put in 50% of the work that I put in, you know. And uh, so, yeah, these young kids, you know, just to, to, to leave the reserve, you know, and you know, there's so much out there to do and, and it's possible. And, you know, you, you got young guys like Ethan Bear now and, and the kid that's in, uh, is it Vancouver? Uh, he's Keep from your, Brady your yeah. Brady, you know, you got those young guys making it now. And so it's doable and, and you just got to go out there and, and train, you know, my guys, my age, I have so many friends that, you know, friends and good buddies that were so much better than me as a player, but they were so out of shape. And, you know, and that's where I, that's where I excelled was to, to, to fight and compete for those spots. But, you know, just to, to understand that it's, it's a lot of work. And, and once you get there, man, I, I lived a great life and, you know, it's still is setting me up with, uh, you know, great opportunities. Like I was telling you on the phone, you know, I just signed a, a contract to, to do some acting now in the, in the TV series, Better Kenny. So, you know, hockey made, I, I met my wife, you know, I uh, made so many lifelong friends playing the game. So yeah, do it and, and go and, and, you know, and oh me, like I'm part of leadership now in flying dust and, you know, we do so much to support our kids to go play junior hockey. You know, we're paying the fees and the billets and, you know, if they need skates. So I'm a big advocate for trying to push our youth to excel because there is a lot of skill out there. They just need to be pushed, you know? And I, like I said, it's, it's hard for a lot of kids, you know, you listen to Freddie Sasakamu's story, you know, how it's hard for them to leave the reserve and, and get lonely. And I ain't gonna lie, there was times when I played, I was lonely. I'd call my dad crying and say, Dad, I wanna I wanna quit and come home. And he'd say, Well, why? There's there's nothing here for you, you know. And I would hang up and cry for a little bit and you know, then I would be okay. And so it, it was always hard to leave home, even yeah. at the pro level when I was 33 years old, you know, having to pack up and leave hometown and you know, back for the hockey scene was always hard, but it was well worth it, you know. And like I said, I met so many awesome people and and 
you know, just paved the way for others too. You mentioned Letterkenny. Letterkenny is a very uh, popular show. I just came back from Minneapolis this past weekend and a lot of those American guys that we played with and, and against, they asked us if we were, if I lived near Letterkenny, it's just, uh, they love that show in the States. Uh, can you tell us any, uh, anything about uh, that show? To be honest, I've never heard of Letterkenny until about three months ago when I had someone email me at my work email and just say, you know, we're interested in bringing on our TV show and, you know, what would you think? And, you know, so I ended up watching a few TV, TV episodes of it and kind of was almost blown away because I'm not a very comical guy. I find I kind of don't find many things funny. And <laughs> I find the show is actually so funny, it's stupid. Um, but yeah, I know it's, it's a new experience and I, I think I could just keep my own sense of humor and go from there. So I think the actual TV series that I'm on though is it's a branch of the letter Kenny. It's now okay. called Shorzy. Okay. Yeah. I think Shorzy was a player on the team or in the letter. I don't know, but it's a branch off of the letter Kenny now. So, you know, we'll see what it brings. Who knows? Maybe I'll get some more opportunities down the road to keep going. And, and if not, you know, I'll just, I'll go there and enjoy it for the next few months and do the TV shoot. Is this going to be your first time acting? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's I, I was kind of laughing at my wife too. I was telling her, I was like, you know, Frick, when I went to high school, I hated drama. And, you know, I'm, I'm not much of a, I guess I'm a showman. I love to put on a show when I was playing hockey, you know, so, but to, to actually act and fake stuff out, I don't know. Hopefully I don't get beat up on the ice in the movie. <laughs> Did they uh, say how long you'll be up in Sudbury for? Yeah, I think we're doing the shooting from about November 10th. or no- I, I leave November 9th, so I think from like November 10th till the middle of December, I'm going to be probably mostly there. I might be able to fly home once or twice to see my wife and kids, but uh, I'll be spending the next few months or next couple months anyways in, in Sudbury, Ontario. Nice. Okay, before we go, we have uh, these five rapid NIST questions, they're called. Just a little bit of comical sign. Good, uh, funny questions. Are you ready? Shoot them. Number one, baked or fried bannock? Definitely baked. I know. I think you're the first guy that said um, baked. Because I'm, I'm in good shape. I fry is <laughs> unhealthy. No, I don't know. I, I, I honestly love both. I love my grandma's fresh baked bannock, but also the, the fried bannock. I always like to load it in butter and throw a bunch of sugar on it like a donut. So I, it, it just depends where what I'm doing, I guess, that day. Yeah, because we uh, had Rich Pilon on the show, and he said the he said fried right away. So not too many people. I guess my, my my gut instinct wanted to say fried, but I said baked because I just my I just my grandma actually just passed away about a week ago. So and I always love going having her fresh baked bannock, you know. But I guess I would agree. I would say fried, but if I had to only choose one for the rest of my life, it would be baked. Yeah, same here. Baked bannock with jam and some tea always hits yeah. the spot. You betcha. Okay, number two. Ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or door? Oh, of course. <laughs> I, <didn't, laughs> I grew up on their I grew up on the res. <laughs> I think I, I think I actually had blinds, but I used the, the, the bed sheet or the curtain to, or to make it darker. That's the way to go, uh-huh. though. Just as I long also as... see a lot of tin, a lot of tinfoil on the windows too, right? That's what I was gonna say. Talk about the tinfoil <laughs> on the window. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? I want to say I, I can't. I want to say yes, I did, but I don't remember where. 
I think it was a, some shady bar in, in Saskatoon, maybe. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I can I can definitely tell you, I, I, I listen to a lot of Ernest Munoz. And funny story is, when I'd be in the States playing hockey with all a bunch of Munoz guys, they white guys, I'd uh, I'd always say, they'd say, put some music on Nasty. So I'd throw my music on and I'd, I'd blast some of Ernest Munoz and they'd all stop and look at like I was <laughs> – like I was crazy. What the hell is this? Yeah. So I promoted Ernest and even in the States. He's actually in uh, Saskatoon for three nights this weekend. <laughs> oh, I, be- I, I better I just, go check him out then. I just saw it on his Facebook page. He'll be taking all the aunties out. Yeah. Now, number four, Bannock Burger or Indian Taco? Bannock Burger. Fifth and last question. Can you jig? No, no, not at all. No, no. I think so. I think we're on episode. Yeah, we're on episode nineteen right now, and it's fifty-fifty with the hockey players. There's some that can, oh, really? some no. that that can't. I can't jig. No, not at all. I can. I, I like watching it, but I, I've never done it. And, you know, so no, I I have to say no to that one. All right, John. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. We wish you all the luck in your uh, upcoming acting career and. <laughs> Wish you all the best, man. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you again. Right. Cheers, bro. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. That was a good interview with John. Bush, I'm just waiting for you to say, yep. But Bush can't, <laughs> can't <laughs> yes. agree because he wasn't in the interview. I'll have to take your word for it. He had other priorities. So, yeah, I did but- have priorities. Did you? Yeah. Work. Work. So, yeah, thanks to John for uh, coming on the show. John mentioned that he's going to be on the show Letterkenny. They're doing Mm -hmm. like a spinoff show for that. So John will be going to Sudbury for a month to tape the show. Nice. I told him the story about how when we went to Minneapolis, <laughs> um, everyone on our team was American, except me, you, and Ernest. And yeah. everyone asked us, once they knew we were from Ontario, that they asked us if we were close to where Letter Kenny was. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just shows you how, like, how much Americans know about Canada, right? Yeah. It's, I guess. <laughs> like, they don't know much about us. Compared, like we know everything, like when it comes to the states and yeah, like like geography and history and stuff. Like we know more than they know about us. On the average, I would say, yeah, we 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 know a little bit more than than I think. I think we we take more time and we retain more inf- information. Yeah, because it's more more of a trivia standpoint uh, for us than it is for them. Maybe I I don't know. That's my like when you went to school and. In the states, did they ask you if we, we like live in igloos or sleep in teepees or? Uh, no, not that. They weren't that ignorant, Bemidji. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got asked that once if I still sleep in teepees, but I just said, "Yeah." <laughs> Let them think that shit. So, I'm not that much of a fan of Letter Kenny. Like I'll. I used to watch it once in a while, but with this new show coming out, I think I'm going to start watching it just because John was is on the show. Yeah. Just to see how it is. If you had a chance to get it into acting, would you uh, take that 
opportunity if it came to you? Yeah, why not? What role? Fun. What role would you think would best suit you? Any any Michael Bay movie. What do you mean a fucking transformer? If need be. <laughs> just a res a res vehicle. <laughs> just a shitty. <laughs> Oh my god! I walked into that one. Yeah, you did. Just different oh doors, god. the windshields all cracked, all <laughs> all four different tires. Okay, okay. <laughs> all four Dude. different tires. Nah, what's that movie called? Uh, Smoke signals. You'll be that yep. one vehicle where that it just goes in reverse. You know, the, <laughs> the one with yeah. those two chicks drive. That'd be your. Uh, That'd be my uh, transformer. Yeah. Autobots roll out and start driving <laughs> backwards. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you, Bosch. He said, yeah. Michael yeah, Bay. I did. What else does Michael Bay make? He makes um, those CSI movies like CSI Vegas. He used to do that one. Yep. I don't know what else Michael Bay does. <laughs> over the top movies. Like uh, Sylvester Stallone over the top. More or less, over the top action movies a goof. Oh, I thought you meant over the top. Like that oh no, not that, rest, un, not that, that arm wrestling movie. movie with Sylvester Stallone in the in the eighties. That's a good movie. <laughs> I like that movie actually. I'm sure you do. Hawk. What's his first name? Something Hawk. Don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Autobots roll out. <laughs> Okay, I totally lost. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. If uh, you know what a good show, if, if they asked you, is that uh, Reservation Dogs? Bush, oh. we want you to be on Reservation Dogs. Would you say yeah? I would. Did you watch that show yet? No. It's a good show. I think it's on Disney Plus. What the hell are you looking at? <laughs> you just look Nothing. all cross-eyed and looking in the screen. I am. Looking I'm, looking at? At the, I'm looking at that profile pic you told me to look at it when we were off the air, and I just can't get it. I can't get that image out of my mind. It's just oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, not much names, but uh, no, I don't. Damn. Yeah. So I just like oh, okay. You you weren't exaggerating. Yeah. Now I mean. <laughs> okay. Before I forget. Or I could, or, sorry. Or I could go, go on uh, Taylor Sheridan TV series. Filmed in Montana. Oh, are you pumped for Sunday? I am very, very pumped for Sunday. Ooh, I wonder if they're going to show who tried killing them. They will show who's killed them, and your theory is going to be put to bed because it's not true. And for the people who don't know what we're talking about, what show are we talking about, Bush? We're talking about Yellowstone, Paramount Network. Season number four. Four? Oh, yes, five. four. <laughs> I almost said five. I knew it started with an F. Yeah. Who tried killing them? That's it's the... Roark from Ooh. Market Equities. You know, it all come to light. Hmm. That's what time on Sunday? Eight o'clock, nine o'clock? Seven. Seven. Seven central. So if you have a hockey game at eight o'clock on Sunday, are you going to go to hockey? No. <laughs> Just uh, record it. No, hmm. I'm not not in high school anymore. I'm making my choice. I make my choice now. I'm in my mid forties. I don't. 
hockey. When you, when, you reach, when you reach a certain age, you know what? You do what you want. And you don't care. Yeah, I had. Uh, I was going to go to hockey last night, but we just finished eating supper. I was, the football game was on, so I was like, yeah, I'll just stay home and just watch the football game. So, <laughs> if uh, Heather and Paul are listening, that's the Minnesota Vikings game against. Oh my! You uh, got Dallas shot. Cowboys. And Dallas Cowboys came out on top. So just 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 a heads up, just reminding, sending, <laughs> sending a friendly reminder. So yes. Like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to binge watch or do you just want to watch the show once a week? Oh, like binge watch all the way. Binge watch. I don't like those channels that I mean the commercials that they have on the, no. that TV station there paramount paramount network yeah all they do is like uh <coughs> is that bar rescue commercials yeah or, or that uh tattoo nightmares yeah or that yeah. bad contractor that's the mm-hmm. three main commercials they do every time and it's the same one so yeah i totally forgot that uh, new season so i'm gonna look into that too but i'm gonna go to hockey though if it's during yes I will go to hockey. Got to get some exercise, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Now we're <laughs> going to go to our res hockey top five um, for this week. We're going to go part two of the um, all, uh, all time <laughs> fighters <laughs> who are first nations are made T or Inuit. So, yes, um, we did a part one. And we had a lot of people commenting and asking, where is this player? How come not that player? So we're going to do a part two, a part two. Yeah. So I think the first list was Stan Jonathan, Chris Simon, Sandy McCarthy, Craig Berube. Who is the fifth? The fifth guy. Ooh, I can't remember who the fifth guy was. The fifth guy. I can't remember. Where is it? Where is it? The fifth guy, Gino Ojek. Did I say Gino? I think it was Gino, eh? Uh, Gino was definitely up there. I can't remember if he said him or not. So Gino, Chris Simon, Craig Ruby, Stan Jonathan, Sandy McCarthy. Uh, San, yeah, go. That was the okay. first five. So now yeah. people are we're asking about different fighters. So we're going to do a part two of Res hockey top five. Yeah. Okay. This is like no order. I'm just saying five guys. So there's no order. So I was gonna say number five, but I know you were. <laughs> okay, here's the f- the first person. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna just name five guys. Denny Lambert. <laughs> Denny was a good fighter for Ottawa, Atlanta, Anaheim. He's a guy that never got drafted into the league, but he fought his way. East Coast League, American League, IHL. So he's a coach. I think he's coaching in the Sault Ste. Marie in the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. So, and he's uh, he was a no. He's, he used to be a he was a cop. So he was a cop on the ice and off the ice. Oh, enforcer. Enforcer. So Denny's one of the top fives. Mm. Next is from Saskatchewan, Dwight King. Dwight played for Washington, St. Louis. He uh, was a big boy. I think he was 6'3", 230. Played in the dub. So 
he was a good good uh, fighter. Third is uh, Brant Myers. Brant's from Frog Lake First Nation in Alberta. He has a book out. It's pretty good. Can't remember the name of the book, but read it. Just Google, just Google Brant Myers. Use a Google machine and read it. Yes. Brant played for, uh, who did he play for? Tampa Bay, Philadelphia. So he was he was another big boy that he was good at fighting. Uh, fourth is our fan of the show, our buddy from originally from Saskatchewan, but now living in Massachusetts, Mr. Mullet Man, Mr. Awesome Flow, Mr. Scotty Daniels. Scotty played for uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey in the 90s, and he was known to toss a few knuckles here and there. Super nice guy. Scotty, I hate to say it, but my flow is coming for you, buddy. Ooh, we have a flow off. It's coming. We're going to ask him. If if we ever upload it to YouTube, then then they can see what I'm doing. I'm going to message him and say, (laughs) can you send me a, a picture of you right now? Then I'll get you to send me a picture and we'll just have side a by flow, side side by side flow off. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like a good one. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the fifth guy on our list for Res Hockey top fighters who are Na- uh, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit is uh, our guest for episode nineteen is Mister John Nasty Morasty. John's mm-hmm. been fighting in every league he's played for. So, uh, yeah, that's our top five. John Morasti, Scott Daniels, Brant Myers, Dwight King, and Danny Lambert. So that's a pretty good list. I wouldn't want to yeah. be on the ice with any of those guys. If I was on the ice, something, I think I'd probably do a quick line change. Yeah. Or I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even play the puck because I knew one of them would be just coming running at me. <laughs> and that's our top five, guys. If you guys have any top five ideas... Shoot us, uh, shoot us a message, and we'll uh, uh, put it on. Because sometimes I get kind of question marks, like I have no idea, nothing comes to my head when I try to think of ideas. So, if you guys have ideas, help us out, and we'll help uh, us out. Help us help you, like we yes always say. So, bam, that is our top five. Okay, one thing that we want to talk about, like uh, we, Bosch and I experienced this uh, when we went to Minneapolis, is uh, music in the dressing room. Yeah. What should very... be played? What can't be played? Who should be playing it? And yeah, like, so uh, go ahead, Bosch, start it off. Let's hear okay. your opinion about music in the dressing room. I think it's, um, you should hear guitar riffs. And drum beats and cymbals of assorted variety, maybe an average song of four and a half to six minutes with a definite guitar solo, loud riffs. As a as a personal opinion, I do not. Well, it's hard to get fired up to dance music, but when you got ACDC or Metallica, old school, you know that gets you that gets you flowing. Yeah, because when we were in a dress room, like like Brandon, our goalie, brought his speaker out, so he kind of is the one who decided what plays what. Yeah. And he was playing a lot of like today's top forty music, but like uh, 
with What's a the, techno beat to it. Yeah, like a remix. And yeah. I was thinking, what the fuck is this shit, man? How is this supposed to pump you up before the game? And well, I I brought my headphones and I, I just mine. Yeah. I just put them in and I just played my own music. And on my playlist, I got like Airborne, Metallica, ACDC, mm-hmm. like good like good rock music. Yeah. Like nowadays, like maybe a couple of years ago, I played for Laxul in North American. And that's the same shit those guys played. And I was thinking, what the hell is this stuff? Yeah. Like, how can you get pumped up listening <clears throat> to a Britney Spears remix song? Yeah. Or maybe one more time. Yeah. I thought that won't. Bitch, man. I totally, that's more of a downer than anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I just don't understand that. I think the rule should be you got to play rock music. At least yeah. every other song or two out of three yeah. play rock music and maybe slide that techno remix top 40 stuff in there in the mix. Mm-hmm. But yep. Come on, you listen to like I was I don't know, I was shaking my head. Was, I mean, yeah. Maybe that's why we lost that weekend because of the music. I think so. So but yeah, it's I don't like the, the today's music. It's not, it's hard to get the power to get into the game when you hear that kind of stuff. And it's not, yeah, yeah, it's okay for if you're going like in a bar scene Mm -hmm. and you just want to start (laughs) dancing, but not in a dressing room before a hockey game. No, we should have just took over and started playing Metallica or ACDC or Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Put your foot down next time there, old vet. I should, eh? This is and just say this is how we used to do it back in '85. <laughs> <laughs> what song? '85. What's that dance one? That's a popular obsession. What song's that? You're my obsession. And it starts off the keyboards. No. No. Flock of Seagulls. No, that was '82. Obsessions. Hold on, I'm gonna ask Siri. Hey Siri. Who plays Obsession? The answer I found is Animotion. Animation? Animotion. Animotion? Play, play the first couple beats of it. What if we get copywritten, though? You, you, we, can't, we can't get copyrighted because we just displayed who played it. It's, we, we don't own the rights to it, but we can play it on the air. Can we? Are you sure? Pretty. Um... I don't know. I'm just bullshitting you. Okay. Well, just you've all just put in the background if you want to. Okay. We'll put a link on our uh, Facebook page on. uh, We'll play their YouTube video of. What is that song called again? Hey, Bixby, can you play Obsession by Animotion, please? You need to install Samsung Music to use this. (laughs) (laughs) Cut off. I do have it. Why? Apple's better than your uh, BlackBerry. No. BlackBerry. (laughs) So, yeah. ACDC, Metallica, Black Sabbath. No Britney Spears remix. No uh, Bruno Mars. Oh! 
Oh, okay. Yes. We heard we hear at Rest Hockey do not own the rights to the music by Animotion titled Obsession. That's our disclaimer. But it is a good song yeah. for the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as if I cheer myself with Bixby. <laughs> yeah, no, Bush is just we're on uh, video and Bush is just smiling really hard. <laughs> so uh, anything else you would like to bring up and mention before we Leave the air. Oh, did I interrupt you on something there? No. I no, we, I did. no, I'm good. Oh, okay. What else is going on? Oh, trick or treaters. How, oh, how many did you get? We had 52. 52. So, wow. Yeah. See, when I left for work, I down to my left, I think there was maybe a family of three or four kids coming up the street, and that was it. But that was like 10 after six. Wow. Yeah, and then they stopped probably around 7 o'clock. Here in Kenora, you're allowed to trick-or-treat from 6 o'clock <clears> in the <throat> evening till 8 o'clock, so that gives you a two-hour yeah. trick-or-treating time, and like there was only kids for an hour, which is a you good any, thing. More candy for us, more candy for me. You have candy left over? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What kind? Uh, Like chocolate, Kit Kat, coffee crisps. Oh, okay. So the good stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that. So <laughs> I went to Safeway today, candy's already 50% off. I was like, oh man, I shouldn't. For next year? For next year. So did your house get egged? No, we didn't get eggs. Jeez, those I wonder what those kids did with those eggs I gave them then. Well, probably egged uh probably um, egged the wrong house. <laughs> probably egged the wrong house. <laughs> your neighbor. Yeah. Egg that uh, house with a... I won't say what kind of vehicle you have, but you have a <laughs> gray Ford F-150. <laughs> yeah. Halloween's done for another year. Yeah. It's time to what's next. Remember it's day on November 11th. So uh, you guys don't forget to wear your poppy. Donate a couple of bucks to the Legion. Yeah. It all goes towards a good cause. We all have family and friends that fought in a war, World War One, World War Two. So plus people who fought in Afghanistan, whatnot, there. They fought for our freedom and fought for us. So, where your poppy, guys? Where am Anything else? Um, no. 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 Well, with that being said, this was episode 19 of Res Hockey. I am Trav, and with me is Bush. So, yes. we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Help yep. each other, love each other, and uh, we will see you next week for episode 20. So take care, and we'll see you next week, guys. Later. See ya. See ya.